Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. And in this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about a subject that I love to talk about relating to Jewish tradition, which is the Jewish calendar. And I want to talk about one specific specific aspect of the calendar, which is relevant for us today, right now. But before I do that, let me note that today is February 8th, as I'm posting this podcast. Three weeks from today will be a very special day on our civil calendar, February 29th, the day of the leap year. Of course, I think we all know that the reason we have a leap year is because the, the revolution of the earth around the sun is not exactly 365 days. It's a little bit less than 365 and a quarter days. And therefore, by adding an additional day almost every four years, we in fact make sure that our calendar does not fall out of sync with the seasons, that October will always be in the fall, that April will always be in the spring, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. Now, I said almost every four years because in fact, leap years come 97 out of every 400 years. Years that end with double zeros are not leap years unless the first two numbers are divisible evenly by four. So 2000 was a leap year, but 2100 will not be, and 2400 will be. And the reason the the calculation is so precise is to enable us to make sure that the calendar will stay in sync with the seasons. Now let's talk about the Jewish calendar, because we have a leap year in the Jewish calendar as well, but it's much more elaborate. Rather than adding an additional day, we in fact add an additional month. And tomorrow evening, Friday evening, is the first day of Adar Rishon, the first month of Adar, which is the leap month which is added to the Jewish calendar. It is added seven times in a 19-year cycle. The calendar works on a cycle of 19 years and seven of those years set in advance, the third, the sixth, the eighth, etc., are leap years where an additional month is added. Let's tell the story a little bit. In the fourth century CE, there was a rabbi named Hillel, not the famous Rabbi Hillel, but a descendant and should be famous in his own right. Uh, He set the calendar, set the Jewish calendar in stone, so to speak set up the system that we know today as the Jewish calendar was based upon some other calendar systems which had existed in that in the ancient world, but it had its own twists as well. And the idea is the following. Our, ca- our Jewish calendar is a lunar calendar in terms of the months. Each month is a cycle of the moon. The moon cycle is 29 and a half days. The moon takes 29 and a half days to revolve around the earth. So with six months of 29 days and six months of 30 days, you have 12 lunar months. And that totals 354 days. Now that's a problem because the solar year, the year that sets the seasons in essence, is 365 days. I'm going to leave out the quarter for the time being. 365 days minus 354 days leaves 11 days. The lunar calendar 
is 11 days shorter than the solar year. And that's a problem in Jewish tradition because so many of our holidays are related directly to the seasons. Pesach is called Chag Aviv, the holiday of spring. Shavuot is the holiday of the first fruits, Chag Bikurim, has to come in the late spring. Sukkot, the harvest holiday, has to come in the fall. And we can even take it one step further and say Hanukkah needs to come at the darkest time of the year, sometime at the beginning of winter. When you add all of that together, you realize that if our calendar retreated 11 days relative to the seasons every year, very soon we would be celebrating Pesach in the middle of winter or celebrating Sukkot in the middle of uh, summer, and none of that would work. So the calendar has to be adjusted for the seasons. And the system works out so that seven out of every 19 years is a leap year. How does the math work out? Well, look at it this way. If you add seven months of 30 days, you're adding 210 days to the 19-year cycle. 19 times 11, which is the number of days we have to make up in order to make the calendars fall in sync with each other, 19 times 11 is 209. 210, 209, very, very close. And if you add some other peculiarities about the calendar, what usually happens is that every 19 years, the calendar comes right back to where it was 19 years before. Your 19th Hebrew birthday will fall on your 19th civil birthday with maybe one day difference depending upon some specifics of the specific time, but it's close enough to say that the calendars uh, are in sync with each other. So what Hillel did was set up the system whereby an additional month would be added seven times in every 19 years so that the calendars would end up being in sync with each other. And more important than celebrating your birthday on the same day as your civil birthday, even more important than that, the holidays can only come within a span of about five weeks. Rosh Hashanah can come during the first week in September. It can come during the first week in October and any time in between, but it can't come in the second week of October and it can't come in the last week of August. It has to come within that five-week span. And as the years go along in the 19-year cycle, the calendar jumps forward and then jumps back and jumps forward and jumps back according to this prearranged plan that Hillel developed. It's a great system. And again, this Friday evening, we will be celebrating the beginning of the month of Adar Rishon, the first month of Adar, which is the leap month. The regular month of Adar will begin a month later. And we know that's the regular month of Adar because that's the month in which we will celebrate Purim. And then the following month is the month in which we'll celebrate Pesach. So what the leap month does is it pushes off Pesach another month. From So now instead of saying the beginning of the month of Adar, Pesach is six weeks away, Pesach is now 10 weeks away. Okay, all of that's hopefully clear. Now comes the big question. Why does the additional month get added at this point in the year? What is it about Adar that makes us use this as the leap month? And now I have the opportunity to teach a favorite text of mine from the Talmud, from Sanhedrin, 
uh, from Masachat Sanhedrin, the Tractate of Sanhedrin in, in the Babylonian Talmud. Now, here's the important piece to this. Rabban Gamliel, who was the head of the Sanhedrin, the head of the rabbinic court in Jerusalem towards the end of the time of the Second Temple, wrote a letter to Jews in the diaspora outside of the land of Israel. And this is what the Sanhedrin, what the Talmud says that he wrote. To our brothers, the people of the diaspora in Babylonia, and to our brothers who are in Media, and to the rest of the entire Jewish diaspora, may your peace increase forever. Great way to start this letter. He goes on. We are informing you that the fledglings are tender and the lambs are thin and the time for the spring has not come. And so the matter is good before me and before my colleagues to add 30 days to this year. What's he saying? He's looking outside and saying, we're not going to be ready for Pesach six weeks from now. Why? Because the lambs will be too thin for the proper Pesach sacrifice. The fledglings, little birds which have to be sacrificed as well, are too small. And he probably could have added, the winter wheat has not started to grow yet, and there had to be winter wheat, so that in fact they could bring an omer of grain from the temple uh, to the temple from Pesach through to Shavuot. The counting of the Omer is based upon the bringing of a bundle of grain that grew during the winter and early spring. So what Raman Gamliel says is, it's not time for Pesach in six weeks. The calendar has, in essence, fallen out of sync. We need to add a month. So before Hillel set the calendar in stone, it was an ad hoc decision by the rabbis, looking around and saying, in fact, the... Pesach, spring isn't coming yet. We're falling too far behind. We need to add an additional month. And that's the origins of why this month gets added at Adar because of the key elements of the holiday of Pesach that would be left out because spring wasn't around the corner. By the way, just one aspect of this text that fascinates me. We just observed Groundhog Day in this country. Well, we didn't really observe it. It was mentioned on February 2nd, and this idea that the groundhog is going to come out of his burrow or be schlepped out of his burrow and going to look and determine whether spring is going to come. This is much better. This is much more serious. The rabbis are looking out their window and saying, we're going to tell you whether it's time for spring or not. So, uh, uh, I, I see the connection between this in some fanciful way and Groundhog Day. This is a serious Groundhog Day. Okay, why do I like this text so much? And why am I anxious to teach it besides to explain the leap year? Two things about this text fascinate me. First one, I've talked before in this podcast about the importance of praying in a room with windows. Our tradition does not allow us to separate ourselves from the natural world or the world out there in general. We need to see what's happening outside of our buildings when we pray so that we can properly celebrate God's creation and so we can be aware of events that might require our attention taking place outside and not look at prayer as a way to hide from those events. Here, in a different, different way, 
the rabbis are relating to the natural world. They're saying we need to know where we are in the natural world. We need to know what's going on out there in God's world and in our world in order to effectively do our job as rabbis. And that's a critical element for all of us as Jews to have our windows open and to notice what's happening in the world and relate what we're doing in our Jewish ritual lives with what's happening in the world at large. That's one reason. Secondly, I want you to imagine the situation. Let's talk about a Jewish community. For example, I'll pick a place in Egypt at this time. And they receive this letter from Rabban Gamliel. And they hear Rabban Gamliel lamenting the fact that spring hasn't come to the land of Israel. But what if the Jews in Egypt, let's say, already felt that spring was coming? It's a much warmer place. Maybe it had been a, a warmer winter. And they, in fact, say, well, we're ready to celebrate now. We'll be ready to celebrate Pesach in six weeks. We don't think a month has to be added to the calendar. But Rabban Gamliel doesn't give them a choice because the calendar is one of the unifying aspects of the Jewish people and of our tradition. We all need to be on the same page of the calendar. And so what Rabban Gamliel is doing is saying, we're making this decision for everybody. And I think that text is, that, that, that's a great lesson from this text. There are certain aspects of Jewish tradition which should not be issues of contention to any Jew in the world. We should all agree that tomorrow evening, Friday evening, is the first day of, of, of Adar Rishon, and there shouldn't be any doubt about that. We have a lot of things that we disagree about as Jews, a lot of things that we argue about, a lot of things that we wrestle with. Let the dates of the calendar not be one of those things. We need to stand together and say, this is the day on the calendar, and we do. People observe different things on different days, that's true, but at least we know the calendar is there, and the calendar unites us as a people. By the way, just out of curiosity, there is going to be a time, I'm told, I've read, in the future, some people say hundreds of years, some people say thousands of years, when the calendar is going to fall out of sync with the seasons and will need to be adjusted. I'm not sure I understand completely why that's the case, but I have read that. My answer to that is, I'm uh, hoping some future generation, God willing, will face this. We don't have to worry about it. It's not going to happen anytime in the foreseeable future. But when it comes, I hope that the Jewish people will be strong enough and united enough to accept changes in the calendar as, to, as they have to be made as a united people. There are enough things that threaten to divide us. Let this wonderful tradition of the Jewish calendar always unite us. So with that, with a hope for spring, and with spring training, baseball spring training just around the corner, I can feel spring coming. But as Robin Gamliel says, sometimes you have to wait a little bit of time. So at least in this climate that we have here in Michigan, we've got to wait a while. But we know that spring will be around the corner. And with it will come the rebirth of the earth and the hope that spring entails. Until next time, thank you.